everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3 Episode 24. It's called Menage a Troy, and I still love that title. So, full spoilers for the episode. As always, the premise of this is that during a... I, you know what? I'll be honest, sometimes when they, like Picard does his intro to these Star Trek episodes and the context for why they're in a certain place... It's just such a non-important thing that I just completely forget why they're there. But uh, they're at, uh, you know, the Betazoid homeworld. Uh, Beta Z. Beta Z, that's it. I was just trying to remember what villa it was at the end because I knew it was a different villa. Uh, but they're at Beta Z and basically a Ferengi takes a liking to Mama Choi. Uh, he wants to buy her <laughs> so that she can use her tele- telepathic abilities in trading so that he can, you know, when classic Ferengi, classic Ferengi, uh, and of course, uh, Lexwana Troy just kind of tells him to piss off in a very loud and you know very hard kind of way. But of course, uh, once the Enterprise leaves, and uh, they leave behind Troy and Riker because Picard suggests that he should have some away time, and they they go and have a romantic getaway, or they try to, and then her mother shows up because they're on Beta Z, and uh, then the Ferengi show up, kind of kidnaps all of them. And off they go. So that's basically the premise of the episode. Uh, what did you think of Menage Troy? Uh, it's not that good, to be honest with you, unfortunately. Now, it's got a couple of okay moments, because I think what this suffers from is that it keeps Mama Troy away from Picard too long. Uh, because the best moment of the episode is by far at, towards the end, when he has to pretend to be in love with her to convince the Ferengi to give her up. That is the yeah. that is the moment where it kind of comes back to what it is, and or even just in fact. Although that's it, my specific favorite moment, my favorite sort of snipe of a moment in this whole episode, is after they get her back, and you know, Mama Troy's on his lap and all that stuff. Uh, Picard goes up to Crusher and says, uh, "Hey, get us back to Beta Z, warp nine. and it just it, just, it doesn't it just it, it just understates it enough where you know they don't make a big deal out of it. But he just says warp nine. The t- just, no, just tough full speed. speed. Get there full right speed. Now. Yes, as quickly as we possibly can, uh, because that's where the comedy comes from with these characters. Yeah. Uh, and it's not uh, that every moment like in the episode was bad. Because I, I wouldn't say it was a bad episode. I would just say it's a underwhelming. Uh, the word I would use for the most part is dull. Yeah, it's not like it's not a bad. It's not terrible. It's not like painful. It's not like laughable or anything like that. Like some earlier episodes don't get me wrong it's just pretty boring for the most part and and i feel like they were aware of kind of what a winner they'd accidentally hit out of the park last season with with mm-hmm. mama troy's episode and tried to recreate it but intentionally this time and it just didn't have the same spark to it it, it feels like you know when uh when someone makes a movie and they're trying and they, but it's a bad movie and it's hilarious and you know it's, it's an atrocious movie and it's fun, but then when they when they go, oh well, you like that, do you? And then they they try and make a the the same sort of thing again on purpose this time. They intentionally aim for that audience, and it just it it hasn't got that that feeling, that soul to it. I think that comparison may be a bit of a stretch, just because once they actually have her and Picard having to interact again, it starts being gold again. So I feel like this is just purely a conceptual issue with the episode where the choice they made to have her be with Riker and Troy instead of being around Picard. Because well, the big problem with the episode is that when it's mostly them on this Ferengi ship on their own, is that the, the, some of the characters just, you know, Riker 
I mean, he, he sort of like does a bit of chess with one of the Ferengi, but for the most part, he's just kind of sitting at the computer trying to like do things with it and it not working. And it just keeps cutting back to Mama Troy with the Ferengi as she kind of tries to trick him. And that's a lot of the episode. That is a lot of the runtime. There's very little of excitement that happens uh, anywhere. In fact, there's an entire subplot uh, out of nowhere. I, I was almost thinking it was time for Wesley to go because I know I got excited. I was like, "Is this it? Is this it?" Yeah, he's, he's all conflicted because he's because he realizes I... that he, he might not actually come back to the Enterprise because once he's actually graduated Starfleet Academy, they might ship him elsewhere. I, I, I was I was like thinking, do you have a a backup line for the outro, ready and waiting for this moment? At the you know for after this episode and and then no never mind I don't have to no yeah uh, not for at least a year apparently uh so we'll <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. hey there could be a time jump in the show they might not actually make us do a whole season's worth of more Wesley oh they definitely will those bastards uh the big thing is though is that Picard at the end of the episode promotes them to act in not just acting insane but like a proper ensign so. Now he has the uniform. That's the, that's the end. The ending scene is him walking out, and we get the shot from the feet up. You know, he's all in uniform. It's so it's so bad. It's it's possibly my least favorite moment of the episode. In that it's it's like, look how good this is. He's finally earned his his colors. I'm like, no, no, don't buy it. Don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, and of course Wesley's the one who actually figures out the the code because because Riker can't access the proper communication system on the Ferengi ship. But he's able to access something to hide something in the static. And I, I was thinking he was going to use Morse code. It actually is just the, the beat to the song that was playing at the ceremony at the start of the episode. Yeah, that was um, a bit of a... Re- I get, okay, maybe Morse code. Maybe, maybe the Ferengi might notice it was a code. They might recognize it, mm. maybe. So I get why not. But this, this song that happened to be playing, that, oh yeah, they'll definitely recognize that. That, that felt ambitious on Riker's part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, Riker and Troy's clothes. Uh, there's, there's a reason why this show very really has them not like not wear the uniforms because whenever they put them in civvies, like the choice of outfits is, leaves something to be desired every time. Yeah, yeah. He, he at, least, this, at least they were in clothes for most of it, though. He he had this ridiculous baggy shirt thing. Uh, she had this weirdly designed dress. Yeah, there's a there's a section where when they beam up to the Ferengi ship where Troy and her mother are both naked for a bit. Because because women don't deserve clothes, according to the Ferengi. Yes. Uh, that's basically it. Because as a Ferengi character, there's a doctor who just wants to like, do experiments on her and try to figure out if he can duplicate the telepathy as opposed to... Yeah, apparently their abilities don't work on Ferengi. Yes. Which I don't remember being a thing. Maybe it was, but uh... I don't recall this in any well, previous Ferengi. But why does that matter? Like, uh, do, do, have we encountered the Ferengi with... with, uh... with Troy's mother? Is, is it just the telepathy that doesn't work then? Like, or is it... Because I, I thought it was presumed it was the, the, the entire thing, like the, the empath reading as well. I don't know. But may, maybe it's just the telepathy. I may not have came up before. I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily give it that much thought when they mentioned it. Yeah. yeah uh, fair enough. Um, I mean... The only time it would have probably came up is maybe that first episode where they encounter Ferengi. Maybe, maybe it was, there was a moment where Troy said, like, oh, I can't read them because Ferengi... Yeah, that, that, that's... I'm, I was... It, it crossed my mind that, oh, yeah, they were quite antagonistic at first. And I don't recall any comments from, from Troy about this. I don't recall any specific things of her reading them either, though. But so, you know, I'm not throwing it under the bus here. Just, you know, I just don't recall. I feel like that first time is the only time it would have probably came up. Um... Hmm, possibly. But I, I don't know. Um, might, might have been useful in that one where they were negotiating. 
You're going to have to be more specific. I have no idea uh, what you're talking about. Where the, the Ferengi came to negotiate for the, 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 the black hole, whatever it was. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Could have been so... useful there. Yes. But yeah. she didn't. But so... I, don't, I don't recall it in there either. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this has been a thing and I'm forgetting. Yeah. Do you know how insufferable this last minute's going to be to listen to if, if, if the people watching or listening know this for a fact has always been the case? And it's just you sitting yammering on, debating and theorizing if we have or not. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have all the facts in front of me. Well, don't sit and speculate for two minutes then. It's horrible radio. <laughs> you could have interjected. <laughs> There's nothing to interject. This is your question you're posing. It's you cares about it. This is all on you. This is you. you, you, you do something with it. Make it entertaining. Say I'm, something I'm, wacky. I'm sorry or... for, for caring. I, I'm intrigued. Uh, I don't know the answer. I was I was questioning. I thought maybe you had an answer. Well, yeah, just ask. The, okay, we don't have an answer. Then we can move on. But no, you sit and ponder. He's like, well, maybe it was maybe it was this. We end up spending three minutes of you sitting talking about nonsense with no answer. There was some. It, it's conversations relevance. going nowhere. There was relevance. Specific <sighs> examples. <laughs> I'm not even going to cut that out. I'm leaving that in. I'm le- no, I'm le- I, I they, assumed as much. They, they could all experience this and then complain accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. Right, I will take it. You, you, you want to bump up the runtime of this a little bit, I take it. Well, there's not much else to say. This is a pretty. It's, it's a pretty. <laughs> do, do you know what occurred to me during this year? The um, the 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 fireman from Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his name in this, I cannot remember. I I I made a point of noting it when she because she she called him it like two or three times around the the picnicy scene, and I and I, I was like, oh, that was his name, and I thought oh, I'll remember that, and then I didn't. But I, I figured out, yeah, Enoch. That's what Enoch reminds me of. It's this guy. Oh, right. Uh, Enoch from Agents of Shield. From Agents of Shield, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hom is his... Uh, Hom, yes, that's it. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of nice to got him back, even though he's only in like, the one scene. He's only in like, that picnic scene before he's, the He's the just captured. there and goes and gets some, like, blueberries or something. Yeah. And do you know I think it was that when, when it was that I was like, no, the, the Enoch comparison sprang into my mind. It's when he gets back and they've been, you know, beamed away by the Ferengi. And he just looks around, kind of nonplussed, and just eats the berries. Mm. That was the moment that reminded me of it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I mean, the thought never occurred to me, but I wasn't really trying to think about who it reminded me of. Uh, it just—it's been bugging me when when we've been watching that show the last couple of weeks, and there it was, just right in front of me. Yeah. Um. Hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty ho-hum episode. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's pretty dull. There's not a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. The, the Ferengi bickering with each other about whether or not to dissect. Because don't get me wrong, there was excitement. Because like I say, the best part is Picard doing his poetry. When, when say, he pulls out the sonnet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is fun. Which is very Patrick Stewart. Because basically her whole plan is... Because Troy leans over and says, I think her plan is for you to fight for her. To sort of like win, you know, win her away from the Ferengi. And he's like... And I, there's this moment of like hesitation and realisation where he's kind of like... Okay, I can do this. Uh, <laughs> and then the first couple of bits, he's like just off the cuff, and it's really awkward. And then he's just like, ah, I know Shakespeare. That'll yeah. do it. And, uh, so I, w- I wonder if, because obviously during during the lockdown, Patrick Stewart's been doing you know a sonnet a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he's gotten to this one yet, and if he has, if he just posted this clip instead of doing it that day, <laughs> wouldn't blame him. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I mean, I mean that moment kind of makes the episode worth existing because it's a genuinely exciting little moment from a comedy perspective when you realise what is. he's about to have to do. Uh, so that's all very entertaining, but unfortunately, that's the last you know five minutes of a forty-five minute episode, and. I mean, the start off was fine because it was just sort of starting to build and, like, Picard... I, I, I love Picard, like, making an excuse because he's talking to, like, the guy running this convention or whatever it is and he's walking away and, like, she's trying to, like, run away from the Ferengi who's trying to hit on her and Picard's like, oh, I, I'll talk to, you to, talk to you later but I was just about to show uh, the, this this gentleman here our new... Uh, and he sort of looks around and he's like, uh, the, the the mechanisms and the doors and the turbo lift are new and advanced. Sure. Yeah, and and Data's learning because he doesn't correct him. He doesn't he doesn't question it. He just because he, he says you know me and Data are going to show, and uh, and Data just walks along with him. Doesn't say a word. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's getting hell, the hang of this. Even this guy who has no context for this just kind of either he actually is genuinely excited by these door mechanisms, so he's just like oh door mechanisms, oh that sounds great, uh, or. He gets it, and he's he's just playing along because <laughs> he's not going to ruin yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I um I can't help but feel if this random guy picks it up and Data kind of gets what's going on, um, she, she might be getting something with those powers of hers. That that, that may, maybe <laughs> maybe this isn't quite what he's meaning. That's true. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, does she hear things while she's talking? If that makes sense, like you know, like how much like. Like, it's one way at a time. Does she have to like focus on something to like listen to them? Because um, I don't get the impression she hears like everyone's thoughts at the same time, like around her. Seems a bit more. No, she she obviously is conversational in it, so yeah. so she can direct it uh, and pick up from a specific point. But I don't know if she you know picks up everything at once and just tunes it all out like background noise, like our you know like our ears do, or if it is just she has to actively focus. Yeah, like the 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 the, the beta zides have that thing growing up, like Superman, where it's overwhelming and they hear everything and they have to learn to tune it out. Or is it more of a you know you have to sort of pick your lane and focus on it kind of thing for a bit? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the point I'm making is that you know if she's actively talking and having a conversation and listening to them talk back, she's not necessarily listening for the thoughts at the same time. Is I guess what I was trying to get at. But, yeah, you you could be right. Uh, but maybe the guy just really likes door mechanisms. Maybe he's. <laughs> Because you won't get he, it from he data. Was data. Data won't give her anything because he's, you know, obviously not a not a no, traditional true. being. So, uh, but hey, yeah, uh, I think we've stretched this out long enough. Uh, <laughs> please, please tell me we've got something better next time. Mirage Troy <laughs> is done. Uh, talk about having nothing to say uh, beyond one fun bit at the end. Uh, so next one's called Transfigurations, episode twenty-five. Is the penultimate episode of the season. Uh, here's the description on IMDb. The Enterprise finds a deserted planet where a ship has crashed, and with it, a lone survivor with no memory, but extraordinary healing powers. So it's a sort of old-school original series-style episode, to be honest. It does, mm. yeah. And Which and is... some of those have worked fairly nicely in this show. Yeah, isn't necessarily a bad thing, no. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so we'll see how that is, but obviously we know we've got a winner after that, because the one after that's like one of the most famous episodes in the entire show, so... Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you thought of Menage à Troy. Uh, and let's be honest, the best thing about the episode is still the title <laughs> after having watched it. So yeah. please do, uh, you know, let us know what you think in the comments. Like and subscribe. Liking is really important on YouTube. Uh, it helps us out and helps YouTube share us out a lot more. You can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month. Uh, and you can, of course, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. 
uh, keep watching Star Trek, and for at least one more year, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control. <laughs>